0: new year welcome to the lost cause podcast thanks for coming back uh we need it i needed you to come back <laughs> so badly i only exist as long as you people listen to this uh anyway bits aside uh, i'm also joined by some people who may or may not be new characters we don't know yet i am joined by lexus
1: welcome back everyone happy new year Let's get going on season two. I'm joined by Harris.
2: Halcyon may be raised, maybe dead. I am back again. We shall find out. But just just a quick little just a quick little thing. The DM who introduced himself. He did not introduce himself. His name is Joshua Wilkinson. We love our little daddy Joshy. Um, and also, just if you aren't aware, Santa uh, Antetokounmpo of the Milwaukee Bucks scored 64 points today. That's a real big deal. Get into basketball if you're not and support the Milwaukee Bucks.
0: Uh
2: Bucks and Six, baby, Join, 2024. By, this year's please, our year. Please, Aaron, please. We
0: are joined by Kale. Uh, Freak time, baby.
3: <laughs> I don't know about basketball, but perhaps you might be seeing Votis this year. Who knows?
0: <laughs> uh, canonically, Votis is very good at basketball. <laughs> <laughs>
2: He's a menace uh, down low, man.
0: In the post, he'll box you out. He defeated a, a boss in another campaign with he his did. basketball skills. So yeah. it's candy. Kind of, uh, <laughs> we're also joined by Jade.
4: Sports. I love it. Also, and I'm a huge I'm fan. You, Don't worry about it, though. If you ask me a single question, I will divert an answer. Please. Leave me alone The closest thing I have to sports in this house Is my Manchester United hair straighteners. <laughs> so
1: <laughs>
0: those real? Or did you make that up as a bit?
1: Yes I in fact used them tonight <laughs> <laughs> Alexis used
4: them today Well it
1: looks like they did a
0: good job so.
4: Fuck <laughs> Thank
1: you
0: uh, We're Ugh. gonna Get back into it back into the this crazy show um but first do we have a review to review we
2: do if you want us to review your review or your engagement with us um get in touch you can review us on itunes uh you can review us on spotify and leave A Q&A sort of thing you can get in touch on our socials at lost cause pod across all the socials um you can message us on the discord uh maybe <laughs> if that's out yet hopefully Um or you can send us an email at lostcospod@gmail.com at gmail.com this review though comes on the Spotify from the Q&A from episode 24 these damnable pants
5: uh, <laughs> the <fan. laughs> yes.
2: and the review comes from uh, Spotify user Josh is the world's biggest basil
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> What?
2: I feel like the way that Josh has responded to that Is that it's a bit that he knows something But no one else does And the review reads Look, we all know this episode was great So there's no need to fill your socks with more gravy I do have a question however At the 46 minute mark I hear a clink of cutlery on a bowl What were you
5: eating?
2: <laughs> Now, this episode, These Damnable Pants, 24, that was probably Ooh, a couple of months was ago. Eating. That came out on the 15th of November. So, who the fuck knows Was <laughs> Probably me. Um, but yeah,
1: let's just... <laughs> probably let's just, let's probably just yeah, yeah, it's probably
2: me. Cal, because Cal comes home from work and goes straight into the podcast record, um, whereas all of us are kind of hanging around waiting. Sometimes I have to, get to
3: mute, and I'm
2: so sorry. Um... But yeah, well, why don't we all go around and see, I mean, let's review the review, but also let's all just guess what we think Kale was (laughs) eating. (laughs) Yeah, I don't even know what I was
3: eating, so we'll see. (laughs) I'm going to go ahead and
2: say that clinker cutlery makes me think I'm probably wrong here, Uh, but I reckon Kale was... um, Eating a Vinci's pizza from Napier, beautiful Ooh, pizza me. shop, best pizza in yeah, Napier. Also for anyone who doesn't yeah. best, know, pizza best pizza in Napier, best pizza in Hawke's Bay, best pizza in New Zealand. If you're ever in the beautiful tomato Maui Hawke's Bay,
0: pop on into Are Vinci. Are we sponsored and you didn't tell us? <laughs> Fuck.
2: Genuinely, I would love that so much, Vinny. If you if you hear me.
1: Please.
0: <laughs>
1: oh so, man,
2: yeah. you did a Big Mac pizza once that blew my fucking mind. That does sound pretty good.
0: Um, also, yeah, Kale does eat pizza with cutlery in case anyone listening didn't know. I do not.
2: <laughs> Kale <laughs> who <laughs> eats <laughs> pizza puts on a three-piece suit. It is. Uh, he has a butler. That
0: <laughs> the it is the him in, like, what one He has one of on those little ketchup packets in his pocket instead of a corsage.
3: <laughs> uh, it's, it's a big. It's like multiple sewn <laughs> <something laughs> together.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, I I think maybe like a creamy cheesy pasta dish of some sort. Like maybe like a carbonara. You, you're
3: close. Maybe. I think I think I know what what it was. you you're the closest so far. <laughs>
1: Well, maybe yeah. maybe if it, like if people want us to, or if like we can do some research and go back over the footage Whoa. and maybe see who's right. I'm, I'm willing to volunteer for it my obviously boss, like, uh, to do that I cheesy, chicken <laughs> cheesy chicken yeah. meatballs Cheesy chicken meatballs. that sounds delicious.
4: My, I mean my guess prior to kale spoiling it. Was going to be, because I've seen Kale eat a sausage in my lifetime, so my guess is going to be bangers and Mash. Also but not a bad call. We will see in the review of the tapes.
2: No, we won't.
5: Um,
4: <laughs>
2: <laughs> sorry, Josh, you are currently eating yourself, but did you... you, did you, did you,
0: did you guess? No, I haven't guessed yet. I think it was chicken meatballs. I know that Kale does a pretty solid dish with chicken meatballs and like some kind of greens. I forget what they were. He's made them for me before and they were good. Um, so I'm going to guess that.
2: Well, there you go. Josh is the world's biggest basil. Uh, <laughs> thanks so much for your question slash review. Uh,
3: oh yeah, we're glad we got to
0: rate it as well, right? we did going to give it a score.
3: I'm giving you, giving you yeah. 2d20 uh, oh. just because you used Josh's name. Uh Oh, that's a bad roll. Sorry, that's
4: 63. (laughs) What?
2: 63 on 2 to (laughs) 20. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, 63. I'm going to go ahead and... 63. (laughs) I'm just going to go ahead and plow through that. (laughs) I'm going to go
5: ahead and...
2: Um... uh, I'm going to give this review a happy new year to you. May many blessings come upon you and your final 2024. And thanks so much for 100% getting the vibe of this
4: show.
2: <laughs> <laughs> this is exactly what we want. Thank you.
4: Because I'm not the subject of this and I am an egomaniac, I've got to give this a four out of seven. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
4: <laughs> I. It's a good review. It's a great review. I. Um. I mean, it's not even a review. It's a question. And I mean, even then, <laughs> even then, great question. These are the questions we should be asking the leaders of this country. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to give this an in, 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 in innovative. I believe the word is trophy. Um, I mean, yeah, we've had some fantastic reviews and some other things, but it, it's it's kind of cool having a, like a question for us to answer. I think that was really cool. Yeah. So yeah, keep Gives them coming. A
3: little mission.
0: <clears throat> it is a fresh format, so I will give you a thumbs up for that. I appreciate that you've you know you've kind of flipped the script on us. You've given you've you've thrown it back, um, and I respect that. What I do not respect is you calling me a Basil and I know who you are. <laughs> I know who you are. And you're the Basil. You're the Basil, <laughs> not me. Uh, if you get one thumbs. Thumbs? You get one thumbs? You get one thumb what? up and you will have to pry the rest of my thumbs from my cold dead hands, you Basil. <laughs> if you want
2: to send us dumb questions like this, please do on Spotify or on our Gmail or on our socials or our discord question mark. It should be out by now, but also get off our backs. If it's not <laughs> right, it's coming. Uh,
4: get over get it.
2: Over okay? it. Uh, Riz has been b- Literally yeah. haven't
0: had a chance to get on our backs about it yet, but get off of them. <laughs>
5: <anyway>. <laughs> get anyway.
2: And if it is out, I apologize for my earlier sentiment and statements. We're glad that you're part of our Discord. Ask us questions there,
3: please.
0: All righty. Um, now, not a lot happened last episode, but maybe if someone's <laughs> someone feeling strongly about it, they can do us a recap.
2: Last time Sora's going into the final round of the Titan games. But before that happened, we saw Krinst stepping in to fight the Knolls by himself, but as a as a ringer, a sneaky cheeky ringer, Ombok stepped in and absolutely demolished them. Before the very, very final round, which would have been a battle royale between everyone, uh, the disco union collectively worked together, found out that Bashcrash, the Eton part of the other team, uh, was bought and paid for, a hired mercenary. So they just offered him more money and he left disqualifying them from uh, the Titan Games, but leaving uh, Laura Jane and her uh, dwarvish wizard friend uh, quite annoyed at the party and and, uh, frustrated. Potentially something to look out for for the party, moving forward. Uh, The party then shared words with Krinst, who thanked them for supporting him through the fight before he turned invisible and the final fight began. Uh, Then one by one, Ombok went to work, wet work, my friend, (laughs) killing the party as promised, but not before uh, the party put up some form of a fight and old Halcyon playing his role as Viol amplified uh, the role of a bad guy, shouting out to the crowd uh, that they were from Oshme uh, and that they had spies within the city, uh, specifically naming Nerthus. Uh, Tria's ex-partner as the top of the spear. Um, But yeah, ripped to shreds, all of the characters died. What a fun way to end last year. Uh, And In the void? Or somewhere else in Titan was new characters is where we are
0: now. With that, I would like Everyone except for Halcyon to leave. What the fuck?
1: <laughs> Fair. Well,
0: you're all going to get your moment.
3: Gives a message when to come back in.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh, oh, adios. yeah. Just, I'll get Harris to tag, uh, tag in whoever's next. Um, feel free to do some stuff because this might be a little while. All right. Can anyone except for Halcyon hear me? No no no. Halcyon your last thoughts were of an incredible crushing pain you felt organs being pierced by large misshapen hooked teeth and then nothing you leant in to your faith in the undying queen in Ombok's word in the fact that though you were going to die it was going to be a brief moment as you open your eyes, what are you expecting to see? Oh, my parents. You open your eyes. You're in an alley somewhere in Titan. It is night. It is dark. It is cold. A figure stands leaning against a wall. They are so generic as perhaps enough for it to be noticeable, even. They're an elven figure with pale skin. They raise the hood on their black cloak, and they look at you. They sort of glance around, turn back to you. I'm unfamiliar. What is it that you see? What? What? I cannot say I've spent much time here. Do you recognize these streets? We
2: are in (coughs) Titan
0: In the country of Poirot. a newer city, then. Perhaps we should walk. And the figure moves over towards you and holds out a hand to help lift you up off the ground.
2: Halcyon takes it. The, the words newer city were playing in his mind.
0: They help you up, and as soon as you are helped up, they quickly tuck their hand back into their cloak. Uh, they begin moving through the streets. They are, for the most part, empty. You do hear the sounds of life, of a few people working late into the night. Um, you hear polite conversation, drift across the streets from the few inns that are allowed to be open this late in Titan. let's cut to the chase though why you'd want to rush this I would have no idea but many mortals seem to prefer that it seems dear creature That it is your time I believe I will be going back Someone will Save me They nod A knowing look in their eyes Many Who come here Have the same sentiment Though there is a certain Confidence in your words That gives me a halt. Why are you so certain?
2: My my death was a ruse.
0: Part of a play. Interesting. A ruse, you say? Politics. They draw out a scroll and begin to unfurl it. And on that scroll are hundreds of names written in a very, very fine print. And they run their finger down. You see their pale, perfectly clean fingernail trace across the names. Ah, it seems it is not yet your time. For your name is not in my book. While you are here... Who are you? It seems we have a moment. It seems that... Something within you... Some force... Has a strong hold... On the material plane. And as such... Like the few who have come before you... With the same grasp... The same hold... The same... <clears throat> heroic... Ancestry. You may stay here for longer than most. Is there any... Any being that has passed on with whom you would like to see before you return?
2: Halcyon thinks of his parents, but it has been so long and there has been so much social conditioning that he forgets their names (laughs) my parents I
0: my parents though your grasp is strong I'm afraid we will only have time to speak to one my my mother very well Uh, you turn a corner and you're walking past a random house in Taitan. Um It looks the same as any other. Um, just a small segment of it, a block of sandstone apartments. But the figure sort of like wraps their knuckles on a door. And you go.
2: I do, as I'm instructed. I will enter.
0: You open the door and inside it is eerily similar there are elements of this room that shift they are uncertain like the surface of a dark lake but the objects you remember are solid they are dense they are unchanging this is your childhood home Alcyon. When you glance in this room, it is not your mother in truth. It is a facsimile of her, an image, an illusion, a memory. And what does that memory look like?
2: It's kind of like how you picture a character in a book. Like, you read their description... But as you read through the book, they're never really more than like an outline of a figure, with like maybe a few specific little tidbits in his memory that remain. He remembers like bright eyes, but the colours all wrong. It's like an oil painting that's been like washed away by water before it's had time to set. Um, so just like a goblin female figure with no definition. <clears throat>
0: You enter this room, they sit at a table, a small meal, a small but humble meal prepared in front of them, just soup and bread, something simple, Uh, and as you enter the room, their features shift, they're uncertain, they continue to change and, and roil beneath the surface. What do you do?
2: Um I start crying <laughs> immediately. Uh I go and I go to like hug her. Um and in doing so just like through choked breath just be like I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It was Volmancor.
0: It was Volmancor. I never meant. I never meant. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. The figure embraces you. They feel somehow both close and far away as they wrap their arms around you. The voice comes back to you distorted, I imagine, because the years since you've heard their voice have been so plentiful. <coughs> it's it's okay, Alcyon. I understand. It wasn't you. It wasn't you.
2: Just sobbing.
0: Um, You feel, again, that the fingers aren't quite solid. They're almost like a gas with enough presence for you to feel it. And they wipe the tears away as best they can. Our moments are brief, but I would have you know, me and your father, we do not blame you.
2: still here go oh, mother and this one of us still here
0: and it is not yet your time tell me one thing and she kind of like <clears throat> though you are an old man now her memories of you are as that of a child so she ruffles your hair tell me my son do you still play music
2: I've, it's been a while, but I'm getting back into it.
0: Though in an odd place like this, it is easy to feel very little. Something just feels right about knowing that there's still music within you.
2: I promise I'll find it, Mom.
0: She gives you a squeeze, a reassuring squeeze. And though the facsimile shifts, you see that she's smiling. You hear a a very polite knock on the door behind you and you see the pale elven figure stand there, arms clasped behind their back. It is time.
2: Halcyon nods. One more kind of squeeze of the hug and we'll turn. Look the elven figure in the eyes. He makes his way towards them and go. Yeah, whoever you are, thank you.
0: I am no one. You came knocking upon my you door.
2: You are everyone to me in this moment, friend. Thank you.
0: The elven figure shows a bit of emotion for the first time in your interactions. There are few who would greet me with a smile mortals still manage to surprise me you take one last look back at your childhood home <clears throat> as you do so are there any details that really stick in your mind like what are the the bits that you remember enough for them to be solid in this place
2: It's for sure not in the desert. (laughs) It is far away, like lush sort of woodland forest near a coast, like kind of like a rugged beach-like coast, um, surrounded by, like I remember being around my kin, surrounded by goblins, goblin kind, hobgoblins, um, somewhere far, far away from where Halcyon has found himself. When he died,
0: through the windows of your familial home, you do see the rolling mountains of the land that you only knew as a child. You do see your neighbors, goblin kin. Uh, it looks like they're they're roasting something in an open fire outside. Uh, but as you step through the threshold, everything fades. And I would like you to get Tria to jump on. your last memories were a sharp pain in your arm you turn to look it's still there you seem for the most part unharmed though the clothing you wear is unfamiliar to you it looks very simple it's made of rough fabric it's been sewn by a steady hand but it is far more for practicality than any kind of of comfort or style. As you've opened your eyes, you find yourself on ice-cold ground. Uh, You look down, and it is, in fact, a solid sheet of ice. As you open your eyes, tell me where you were expecting to be.
4: Triad like presses her hands into the ice and sighs a long sigh and she looks up hoping to see ice meat
0: that is exactly what you see though it is quite a ways off you see the outlines of the simple homes uh, some of them made from more traditional materials some of them made not unlike an igloo from blocks of ice that have been stacked together but they are a small silhouette of ice Meat, The villager that you know oh so well. And instead you stand at the entrance. It's sort of a, a crag. A crack in the, the ice shelf that creates a small opening. Long enough for a smaller figure to crawl into.
4: Tria stares off towards Meat, but then finds her way towards the crack in the ice for some kind of sense of familiarity without the confrontation of seeing anyone else.
0: So you move towards the dark tunnel?
4: Uh yeah
0: All right. as you move into this confined space you've seen it before you've been here before but not for years oddly enough though you can still squeeze into this place though you were a child the last time you were here and as you do you are slowly enveloped by darkness you feel the cold walls compressed around you but there is little else to see or hear until a voice unfamiliar sort of gently crawls through this spot with you. Strange to meet so many in such a short time. For the records, may I have your name?
4: Can Tria sense any like trustworthiness in this voice? Roll me insight check. 26
0: (laughs) (laughs) you can tell that there is a there are two sort of distinct aspects to this creature's voice there is a confidence like a self assuredness that comes through and also a the tone is is placating it's like it's like trying to to comfort you Now, by my understanding, you go by many names. But that one is fine. You hear the sound of like... It's hard to describe, but I think you have really good perception, right? Indeed. It is specifically the sound of like fingernails on like parchment specifically just one sort of like tracing up and down a piece of parchment as you I assume continue to move through this tunnel yeah ah, just as I thought it is not yet your time either um, you reach the end of this tunnel quicker than you should uh, a lot quicker than you were expecting and inside this space there is a large dome. The ice is thin enough that light can enter through here. Everything is bathed in a like a ghostly blue. Sitting in this space is a thin, pale, uh, elven figure. They have very, very simple, like black cotton robes on. Um, they sit with their legs crossed. They are holding a scroll and a gesture for you to to enter the chamber.
4: Tria will move towards them cautiously and glimpse around the chamber.
0: I've been busy today and I must say this space. Though it is unfamiliar to me I imagine it is very important. And as they turn you sort of track their eyeline and you see like a small segment of bone sticking out of the ice it is unclear what creature this bone belongs to but whatever it was it was gargantuan at some point
4: Tria will brush her hand along the bone that's sticking out and knock the ring that she has against the protruding piece
0: just as you expect you see as you brush against it that chunk that you've got slots perfectly into place well considering that You, like the other I have spoken with, have such a strong hold on the material plane. Is there anyone you wish to speak to before you find your way back? Your name is not on my list, and as such I can only assume you have moments before you return.
4: are these in particular people that have passed? Yes. I'm... My mother never really told me his name. But is my father beyond this point?
0: The figure unrolls the scroll and runs their fingernail across it. No. They've not passed on. Tria takes a
4: deep breath and as it hitches she holds it there
0: curious it seems that you are lucky indeed to have had those close to you remain in the material plane.
4: in comparison to most have been fortunate this was a great relief at the very least
0: well it is after all my job to provide what comfort I can You may stay here for as long as you like. Once you are ready, simply leave the way you entered. And the elven figure will give you a a little nod, they pull up their hood, and they'll start making their way through the tunnel um, to exit
4: the chamber. Yeah. Tria is going to, like, brush her hands along the walls of the dome and feel the, like, icy cold seep into her skin and hold that feeling for as long as she can before she exits the crack in the ice and expects nothing but heat.
0: It is unclear how long you spend in this place. It could be mere moments. It could be minutes, maybe an hour. But Eventually, like all creatures still alive, you have to return. You make your way back into the darkness. And there is an element. You feel though it is silent, though it is dark, you do feel that temperature shift. As you begin to leave the familiarity and comfort of Ice meat to emerge back into the heat of Puaha. Can you please get Crixia for me?
4: I can.
0: Hola. hello so how's it again pretty good Grixia. the last thing you remember after looking at squeeb is being thrown with an incredible amount of force towards a raging inferno luckily your end was quick though there is still a a phantom pain you feel that burning. It fades quickly, but for a brief instant, you feel it all around your skin. Before you land, sliding along the floor, sitting on what is essentially... You're, you're in like a stone crater in the ground. You look around you, and at a glance, you can tell you are not in Puaha anymore. As you look up, you see infinite void, a starry sky... You do not recognize any of the celestial bodies. None of the many moons that orbit Titan are present. Just stars. Next to you are two figures sitting at a very, very simple wooden table. There are three seats. One is a shifting uh, sort of like sand figure who you can safely assume is Kul Katan. One is an unfamiliar pale elf with, like, black, like, cotton robes made of a very, very rough material. Um, They are nondescript. They have very few features that stand out. They're almost eerie. There's almost something uncomfortable about them for that fact. The fact that they would not stand out in any crowd you put them in. And there is a third empty seat just waiting for you.
1: Uh Crix you'll take a quick look around, admiring like the the view, and we'll then head over and take a seat. <clears throat>
0: cool Katan turns to you. I listen, I did everything I could, but apparently things have to be done their way. They couldn't just I mean it's you're not dead. I know you're not dead. You're going to come back, so you know. This whole this whole thing is a big waste of everybody's time. Um, The pale figure raises their hand up to make like a little shushing motion. (laughs) If I may continue, Kulkatan. They turn to you, Krixia. Please, for the record, state your name.
1: Well, uh, my name is Krixia.
0: You see them pull out a scroll and they unfurl it. They trace their fingernail down. You see that the script is very small. Ah. They bundle the scroll back up and look over at Kulkatan, who, even for a figure that is just made of sand, looks sassy right now. (laughs) It seems (laughs) that you are correct, Kulkatan. Her name is not on my list. That's what I was trying to tell him This is a huge waste of time Of course she's not dead She couldn't be dead uh, And he like Kulkitan, kind of like Playfully uh, Punches your shoulder With his sand hand Which just kind of like Breaks As it hits you <laughs> I told you She's a slugger There's no way She was going to be Taken out by some Upbeat Half dragon Ugh But, right, and you look back over, and the Pale Alpha's doing the same shushing motion to Kulkatan. You have, like so many others I have visited today, a strong grasp on the material plane. And as such, there is a boon I may grant you though it is my job to see over those who have passed on it is specifically tasked to me to provide what comforts I can for those that do not accept their passing can cause any a problem are there any with whom you would entreat any whom you might wish to speak to
1: Oh, <clears throat> that's oh, oh, Joshy. That's a tough choice. I think I'm going to have to go with my mom.
0: Alrighty. The elven figure stands and says, Then, if it is your mother. She shall have my seat. They take a few steps back and they sort of like st- begin to wander towards the edge of the crater. Um, they shrink as they slowly move into the distance, and you can see from perspective that this crater is huge. Definitely, you definitely have never been here before. Um, Kul <laughs> is sitting in the seat next to you. The sand, sort of like the outside sand, falls to the ground and then is like moved towards the center and then moves back up. As he's sitting there, oh, right, I should probably... I mean, this sounds like a personal thing. I'll let you kind of I'll do your thing. Um, but he reaches over and again, just like, pats you on the shoulder. I am so glad you are still here, Prixie. It is a big relief for me. I thought I had lost a good friend. Um, anyway, I've, I've taken up too much of your time. Um, I should. Uh, I should... I should make myself busy busy right maybe I'll maybe I'll go and talk to the pale one um, and he gets up and then again rushes over to you gives you like a quick like side hug and then like toddles off to go and speak
1: great hug him back with a chuckle
0: <laughs> just uh, thank you I, I did not you know I just had to make sure there weren't any errors I made sure that everything was okay I was like she cannot be there. anyway I'll go I'll go I'll go have you know
1: I greatly appreciate it, my friend. No
0: problem, no problem. Um, Oh, me and Verdir are going to have words about this. This was a little too close for comfort. Um, And yeah, the, the sandy figure sort of like shifts as it moves away off towards the pale elf, who now stands at the very top of the crater. As they do, a figure begins to appear in the seat the elf left. They are however uh well first of all actually i don't think they would fit in this chair so this like silver ethereal light starts to form it it ripples like the surface of if you picture like a black lake it's it's the middle of the night but there is a moon high in the sky and light sort of ripples on that surface as this figure forms the parts of your mother that you remember very well solidify and they look exactly as you remember them. The parts that you don't remain in this sort of like shifting water-like surface. Uh, would you like to describe what, who we see?
1: Um, you'd see a very, very happy looking woman with flowing, flowing red hair down to her waist. Um, some like wrinkles with laugh lines um, showing that she lived a very happy life. Um, tan skin. Yeah.
0: The figure materializes in front of you. There is little doubt that you know who this person is. Uh, but they seem to be waiting for you to speak first.
1: Um... Crixia smiles widely um, and stands. Hello, Mom. It uh, has been quite a while. It has been quite a while, has it not?
0: And they reach out to pull you in.
1: Um, As soon as that happens, he just falls into her arms and gives her a big hug.
0: Oh, look at how
1: tall and strong you have grown. Well, you know, you you both taught me very well, and I did not forget anything.
0: A, like, the like facsimile of a tear falls. It is like silver, and it glistens. And as it drops from this creature's eyes, it sort of like catches in the air, and then just dissipates.
1: Well, as much as I've, I've missed you, I, I know that, uh, Everything that happened, you you did for things to work out this way. And I'm just glad that I can see you again.
0: There are so many things I wish I had time to say. I just... But I know that our time together is infinitely brief. And the figure sort of looks at you and you see the eyes, most of all, staring
1: into yours. Just know that uh, I love you both very much and I appreciate everything more than you can know. And we love you.
0: And she sort of like places a, a reaffirming hand on, on your shoulder and you feel, again, this odd pressure. It's, it's not quite solid. It's not a solid hand gripping you. It's just like air. Pressurized air. I have never been a very talkative person, but perhaps for the time we have, we could sit here and enjoy the stars
1: above. I would like that very really much. And uh, Crix, you'll take a seat beside her, Mum. You guys, and share like, a few stories of like some of the constellations she may have seen on some of her travels,
0: as you did years and years ago. Uh, she also takes the time to point out a few that you don't recognize uh, that you wouldn't have come across in your travels but she can point out from this place as she does this the pale elf standing on the crater of this stone area tips their head from this distance it's hard to notice but you do notice as they turn and walk off into the horizon uh, Kulkatan starts to move down the crater a little bit, sees what is happening. Here's the conversation between you and your mother, drift over to him, thinks better of it, and then heads off with the pale elf. As you sit here, you look at the stars, you reminisce about the constellations and the places you have been, the journeys you have had, guided by the night sky. Eventually, one by one, the stars above turn black. As they slowly dissipate, it is nothing but void and you must say goodbye.
1: Uh, Crixie will give her one last hug, or as much as you can call it a hug with <laughs> with air, <laughs> um, and give her a smile to show that, like, no matter what happened and everything, that obviously, you know, she's not around anymore. Like, Crixie is okay, you know, she's she's strong, she's surviving.
0: You hear the figure holds back the emotion in their voice as much as they can. Let us hope that I will not see you <clears throat> for some time.
1: Well, <laughs> I hope so too. Uh, you you both trained me enough The time i'm sure i'll make it for quite a while yet yes and gives her another smile my daughter you are better than i ever was
0: and as the darkness consumes even the stone beneath your feet can you please get squeeb for me
1: of course
0: squeeb
3: that's my name
0: or it was The last thing you remember, Squeeb, is looking over, seeing your fallen friends, allies, those you've shared, well, quite significant parts of your life with. People who, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like, Squeeb, you've been mostly alone for a while now. Yeah, that's pretty correct. As the darkness encloses, as your body is broken by Ombok in their monstrous form, and you think of this loneliness, your friends are out of reach. But if one person could come and comfort you, who would that person be, Sweep? Oh, um. Anyone.
3: Oh, like alive or dead? Yeah, alive
0: or dead, who who would you picture?
3: Probably Squeeb's
0: mom. You feel hard wood beneath your arms and legs. As you open your eyes, you look up. You are in a beautiful study. It is a wizard's dream. Oh, yeah. There are floor-to-ceiling bookshelves on one side. This this room is shaped like a, a pentagon. It's got five walls. No visible doorway. Uh, two of these walls are fully contained by books. This space is clearly a tower. And the books go a hundred feet up to the ceiling. Where there should be a solid ceiling, instead you see the night sky above you. Yeah. It is... Somewhere nearby, though you haven't exactly studied the stars, as you look up, you see the familiar stars and moons that orbit Koz from Puaha. On the remaining three walls, one has what looks like a very intricate alchemical setup. There are beakers, there are alembics, there are all kinds of glassware, there are little labelled... Um, component pouches but each one seems to be dedicated to a specific arcane ingredient and as you glance over towards the last two walls they are like the easiest way to describe them is like waterfalls that run flush with the wall themselves and I would like you to roll me an arcana check big
3: old arcana boy Okay, one second. That is that is. Oh damn! It was so close. Uh, That's an eight.
0: Oh, I've got lucky. I've got lucky. You do have lucky, which is ironic considering you just died. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Can I use lucky again? Technically, yeah.
3: You can use lucky again. I rolled a three twice. (laughs) (laughs)
5: Uh,
0: I'll take a 16. These two walls are pools for scrying, but through some magic, the water flows down to the bottom of the wall and then disappears into a small slit in the wall runs back up the far side and then runs down again they're sort of like infinite loops of water whoever this tower belongs to is an incredibly powerful wizard on the far side of you as you imagine who would bring you comfort the most it is not your mother waiting for you it is a Bodian what the hell Standing with their back to you, uh, two arms crossed in front of them, two arms, uh, hands, well, what goes for hands on a Bodian, clasped behind them. They turn around, and you are standing face to face with a living Squinton.
5: What? Um, is that you, Squinton? Well, of course it is me.
0: Who else would it be? You idiot! Take a seat. We've got some stuff to talk about. Alright. It's lesson time.
5: Do you know how powerful that spellbook is that you're carrying? Um, I'm starting to, yes. What is your name, little upstart? My name is Squeeb.
0: Squeeb? Oh, gods! that means you're probably descended from my line somewhere. Most likely. Oh, the idea of being related to such a two-bit wizard. Whoa. I'm, I'm still learning, man. If I could die, I would. That's how much of a disappointment you are. Where? Take a seat. <laughs> Look, I know that I prepared an illusion in that book to teach whoever found it, and I'm glad it's a Bodian and not some other race. But listen here, and they, like, point their finger at you. Uh, and you feel an incredible force cradle you and lift you off the ground. I need to make a strength saving throw.
3: What the hell? Strength saving throw. Um, ooh, okay. That's going to be. That's an 11.
0: That is a fail. Uh, as, uh, Squintin casts, uh, telekinesis and picks you up, you feel a, like, incredible pressure forming around you. Not too dissimilar from the pressure you felt from Unboxed Jaws, but it stops just short of hurting you. You're going to listen and you're going to pay, you're going to listen like your life depends on it, because it does, Bodian. You're going to burn my book. What is in this book shouldn't be learned by anyone. I cannot trust anyone with these spells. Do you understand? Um. Why why would you want this book burnt? Because Bodians can't be trusted. Bodian and I went to... uh, They, like, start pacing. They're clearly warming up to tell a story. Look, Bodian. I know... That the kind of magic contained within this book is too powerful for anyone except for me to handle. So here's what we're going to do. You're going to make just like the goddamn Bodian Council and every other Bodian in the City of Silk, you're going to act like time magic doesn't exist. You're going to burn that book because if you die again while you're near it and I have to have this conversation, I will not be so polite. Do you understand? I understand. Good. Good. So, but to recap, just in case you aren't as intelligent as I'm pretending you are, you will be returned, I assume. I, gods forbid that you are stuck here forever. I wouldn't be able
5: to handle that. Why did I come here after I died? Because you died near the book, stupid. Really? Oh, okay.
0: Look, I don't... Uh, the Pale One is probably on their way here now to be... So if oh, I've done this look, book, you
5: die? No.
0: The gods themselves couldn't kill Squinton. I'd like to see them try. Strike me down. I wield powers beyond mortal kin and beyond the gods themselves. The gods are idiots anyway. Have you met them? That's pretty cool. I don't need to meet them to know that lust for power is not a mortal thing. Let's leave it at that. Now, lost before we get sidetracked, knowledge. the Pale One is probably on their way here. I do not know how long I have you before they come to take you. So I'm going to send you back before they get here before they give you the whole... Oh, would you like to speak to one of your dead loved ones? Oh, your connection, blah, 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 blah. If you are descended from me, that means you have heroic blood in you, which means that it's hard for you to die. And even harder than most Bodians, it's pretty hard to kill a Bodian. So next time you die, as difficult as that will be, you're going to make sure you die after burning the book. Okay. Great. I was expecting more of a fight. Most wizards who find a book of this power are all, no, but I can learn to control the power. No, I'm not greedy. Every wizard I've ever met is greedy.
5: Well, there's a a safe word in the book, right? That destroys it.
0: That's, and they kind of like do the boating equivalent of like rubbing their temples. That was a bit... It's a it's a joke. I thought it would be so funny. So it's not to, an
5: actual thing? Oh my no, goodness. No, of course not. Could you
0: imagine how irresponsible that would be for me to give a single word to let anyone destroy my spellbook? Well, no. Make it... Like, put some identification in there, of course. How would I tell someone what destroys the book without destroying the book?
5: If the previous person who has died puts the password in they can't then technically speak it. Just holograms. If you figure out a way to get the book to differentiate from a hologram to a normal voice then it'll be able to pick up on what the word is without going kabooey. It's possible but you're missing the point Bodian.
0: I'm just like basically Imagine if someone could say a single word to disarm you. That's effectively the idea I had. I cannot believe how stupid I was as a child.
5: But a single word for me to disarm me. So if I were to die, I could set the book on fire while dying, if you know what I mean. Sure, but I mean, it would be simple. You could
0: simply cast the contingency spell and then... What? Uh, glyph, of, glyph of Warding? That would probably do it. Hmm. Simple arcade magic. I'm sure even you know contingency and Glyph of Warding.
5: I don't think I'm of that level yet. You, how old are you, Bodian? You look like you're at least 13. Yeah, I'm 14. I started late. You're 14 and you don't have 5th level spell slots yet? How long have you had my book for? Like... like a, a couple months? okay
0: okay. I found it you're a little behind where I was but so was every other Bodian look it's not important I'm getting sidetracked here you're distracting me
5: before I die I will destroy the book no 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 (laughs) the moment you return burn the book
0: which moment moment,
3: which moment though
0: the Bodian I am not playing around with you The magic in my book is far too powerful for anyone except me to use. Do you understand? I do understand, but I do
5: want to learn.
0: You feel the pressure around you grow, and it starts to hurt a little bit. Not enough to take any damage, but it is painful. (sighs) Even if I tried to squash you like an insect... I have a feeling the pale elf would take you back to where you need to before I got what I wanted. (laughs) Next time you see me, Bodian,
5: it's on sight. Do you understand? So next time I see you, it's when I'm really dead. Is that what you're meaning? I'm saying if
0: I see you again, you'll wish you had died. That's (laughs) what I'm saying. (laughs) Where is this place right now? Where are we? Uh, roll me a persuasion check to keep squinted talking. Fuck. Come on.
3: Plus one. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go.
0: Uh, an 11? 11? 11 is not enough.
3: Oh, lucky. I got my last one. <laughs> I got my last one. It's going to be in that 20. It's going to be. Persuasion. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. 16. Sixteen's pretty good.
0: Well, if you must know, we are in my wizard's tower. When you control the kind of powers I do, it's best not to let your material fall
5: into the wrong hands. So you're in in a tower outside of space and time. Effectively, yes. This is my own demiplane.
0: As long as I'm here, I do not age. I can study my magic.
5: As so you're telling I me. Wish,
0: I will never be able to get to this stage. If you apply yourself, and you have a incredible. Well, an incredible mind. <laughs> perhaps you'd be fit to live in my shadow, Bodian. You could achieve something similar. Perhaps you could conjure yourself a small shed or something one day. Wow, okay. But no, you will never ra- reach the height that I have. And for good reason. What's the reason? The reason is even Bodians are just as flawed as the rest
5: of the creatures on cause. But I mean, you don't know me. You, you I'm not like most Bodians. I haven't really been around them much. Roll me another persuasion check. Oh, no
3: more. No more luck. Let's go. Oh, this one. No, this okay. That's a 10
0: <laughs> I've had enough of talking to you, Bodian. Listen when I tell you. Burn my book. If you find any more of my books, burn those. And go lift w- with the rest of the Bodians of the City of Silk unless you are living with them, in which case they would be pretty mad to know that you've been studying my books. Why? Well, because fuck you, that's why. <laughs> uh, and you feel, you feel the force closing around you to try and crush you into a tiny little speck. Uh, before the pain is unbearable, I need you to go and grab everyone else. The first thing you all hear together... Is this like horrific, it's like like fingernails on wood, like the scratching sound. You are all supported by cushions, and on your side, something wooden. Um, as you open your eyes, you're all in Verdier's office.
5: <gasps> um, oh, we made it. We made it, everyone. Yay.
2: (gasps) Praise be to the Dragon Queen.
4: Tria, like, shoots up and, like, slaps a hand over the arm she lost to see if it's there. It is there. Okay. Cool. Good to know. uh, Dual wielding would be so much harder otherwise. As
0: you all startle, (laughs) sit up in your seats. Um the like ca- there is on the center table um that you're familiar with in Verdeer's office there is a cat just like digging its claws into the wood um and behind you walking into view from the side holding two bottles of champagne and a bunch of flute glasses tucked into their fingers in between i think that calls for some celebration don't you and he pops the cork off of one of the bottles It shoots a bunch of foam. And that is where we'll end this session.
2: That's all for this week. Happy New Year to you all. We're back. This is going to be a nightmare for me, Harris, to edit because I only really can listen to the first 10, 15, 20 minutes. So if there's mistakes in it, shut up. (laughs) That's antagonistic of me. I apologize. Thanks for listening. Uh, send us an email at lostcospot at gmail.com. Follow us on all the socials if you haven't already. Join our Discord, which is out. <laughs> We're recording this prior to that. Um, but otherwise, yeah. See you next Friday. Bye. Bye. Bye.